So this afternoon we'll continue our development of the metta or loving-kindness practice. And we like to teach this uh, on a retreat like this, even though the main practice that we're offering is uh, mindfulness, insight, or vipassana practice, because it points to the capacity that we all have to be open, loving, and connected, that this is inherent in our natures, and we just need the right conditions, some support to more fully manifest that in our lives. And also it's appointed to the capacity that we have to train the heart and mind. That this quality is not just something that's accidental, or we have it or we don't. Through this sincerity of intention, through a practice like this, we can actually increase the capacity that we have for friendliness and for well-wishing. So it really is a great support to our practice and obviously to our lives. And it's a practice that can deepen in all kinds of ways. We often teach um, retreats that are only based on this practice. In fact, I'll be doing one next month here, a 10-day retreat, just cultivating the metta, a loving-kindness practice. Um, Many people, and I certainly have, have done it for weeks at a time. Six weeks, three months, two months of this practice. And then it also has the possibility or the capacity of deepening the concentration. It's actually a great concentration practice. So it can really um, bring the mind to these depths of absorption through the steadiness of the practice. So it, it really has a lot of beautiful qualities that are helpful for us. But on a retreat like this, it's more just to get a sense of the flavor of kindness and how we might more easily access that here on the retreat, but certainly in our lives. So because of that, we can be quite creative in how we do the practice. It can be very responsive, very situational. And even though there's a very traditional method that we teach and how to develop it, and it's what we're basically doing here, within that, each of you will find your way of how this practice can best meet where you are right now. So as the other teachers, I think maybe it was just Temple yesterday, probably said, we traditionally go through this set of um, categories of beings, starting with where it's easiest, and it said that starting with self, metta for ourself, is uh, said to be the easiest place. Unfortunately, for many of us here in the West, that's not the case. That we have such an ambivalent or even critical stance towards ourselves that it's really hard to express a sense of care or well-wishing acceptance towards ourselves. But this doesn't mean that we shouldn't try. That This practice can actually be a great vehicle for transformation of that tendency to be self-critical harsh and judgmental towards ourselves. So we'll be exploring that today. And then we move on to um, easier categories, but they're all getting a little more challenging, perhaps. So the category we call the benefactor, someone who's supported us, is an inspiration to us, is a a help for us, could be a grandparent or a teacher or a guide of some kind, a a person who's really beneficial in our lives, inspirational. 
And then the dear friend, again, someone we, we care about, we love, but perhaps the relationship's a little more complicated. Uh, and the practice is opening to include all of that and still wishing them well. The next category, which we'll introduce today, we call the neutral person. And this is a really interesting turning point in the practice where we go from wishing well to those we know quite well and care about to this person we basically don't know anything about. And is it possible to have that same level of feeling, of connection to this neutral person? And one of the things we often find is as we audition people for this role is there's no one we feel neutral about. As soon as they come up, we're like, nope, not them, nope, nope, like them, don't like We see how quickly we form opinions about the littlest amount of information. We can have a judgment. So just to preempt that and say you don't need to find someone you're completely neutral about, but mainly neutral about. So recommend, you know, you could choose someone here at the retreat who you don't know. Maybe you know their name, but you don't know anything about them. Could be someone from your home life at the bank or the post office or the grocery store where you might see them regularly but don't know anything more about them than their name. So we just work in that direction. And then we'll go on the next categories, the difficult person and then the, uh, and then expanding it to all beings. But we'll do that in the coming days. So metta is a practice. It is something we can develop. There's no on switch. If we could find the on switch, you could all go home. We'd just turn it on and you'll radiate love and well-being and, and everything would be great. But there isn't, right? So we explore it. And sometimes it feels like it's not working. You know, I'm saying the phrase and I'm not feeling anything. To really trust that that's okay, it's the intention that's important. It's coming back just like we cultivate the intention to be present, the intention to be mindful. Here we're cultivating the intention to be kind, the intention to be accepting. It doesn't mean that we'll always be kind and accepting. Sometimes we'll really be angry and frustrated when we're doing metta practice. That's actually okay as long as we can open to that, possibly bring some kindness even to that. It's there for a reason. Can we open our hearts to that too, whether it's towards ourselves, some situation, some other person? And being willing to work with that in the metta practice is the beginning of the transformation of that tendency. So anything can be included in the metta practice. A, A sense of dryness or boredom, I'm just saying the phrases, that's totally okay. You know, we always talk about it's like, when you're casting seeds onto the ground and some will fall on fallow ground and some on fertile ground, some will sprout, some won't. We can't know. We can't like go through each seed and pick out the ones that are going to work because even if they fall on fertile ground, the conditions have to be right for them to, to grow. So we just keep creating the intention, sending the well-wishing. And the other question or idea people have about metta is that it should be transforming for the person who's receiving it. And you, you know, many metta retreats, people have gone, did you feel it? I sent metta to you. You know, it's like at four o'clock on Thursday afternoon. Did you notice? It's not about that because we can't control. We don't know what another person will or won't feel or intuit about our practice. But what we can know is our own hearts and minds. 
That's, we have so little control over that, but much more than anything else. That's the only thing we have this responsibility for cultivating. So the practice is about transforming our hearts and minds, not about affecting someone else. It may do, it may not, we can't know. But that's not the point of this practice. It really is, again, here and now, this heart, this mind. Can it open to a little more kindness, a little more acceptance, a little more friendliness? So let's begin. And in the (coughs) teaching on metta, the first instruction is always sit comfortably. It's not like in any other practice we start by saying sit uncomfortably, but here it's particularly helpful because if you want the mind and heart to feel open and caring, it's really hard if there's contraction in the body. So whatever you need to do, and if you need to move during this session, that's totally fine. And even though the core of this practice is this repetition of phrases Temple would have introduced you to, and some of you may already know this practice where we just say over and over again these, these words, these phrases of well-wishing. May you be safe. May you be happy, joyful. May you be healthy in body and mind. May you live with ease or have ease in your life. Even though it's centered around these phrases, really helpful to base it in the body so it's not just the words. So as you sit, just as we do at the beginning of any sitting, bringing your awareness into the felt sense of the body sitting. Can you invite relaxation? Can you invite a sense of comfort or ease or acceptance of how the body is right now? So sitting and breathing. In this practice, I like to actually align the practice, the phrases with the breathing and invite you to see if you can center your attention on the breath at the center of the chest. So the heart chakra, this very alive place in the body where the lungs, the heart come together. Not looking for anything in particular, it's not like it's mystical or esoteric, It's just simply feeling the breath moving in and out right there. The life of the body manifesting. So resting your attention there. Breathing, sitting. And it's said that the proximate cause for developing metta is reflecting on the goodness of the person you're going to send metta to. And as we start with metta for ourselves, there's that invitation. Can we open to the goodness that's here? Sometimes, again, that may be hard. We can, if I asked you to come up with a list of your ten faults, you'd probably whip out a pen and paper and in a moment have that list at hand. But when we're asked to reflect on our goodness, a place in us might contract or resist and say, not me, or not that. That's, that's just what anyone would do. That's not special or good. But there's goodness here. I don't have any doubt. You would not be at this retreat if there wasn't a sincere wish 
for more kindness, presence, acceptance, compassion in your life. That's all the goodness that we need to let this feeling of metta start to develop. So just taking a moment to reflect on that sincerity of intention that brought you to the retreat. And then beginning out of that sense of appreciation with some metta for yourself. Even though it may be challenging, you may find yourself resisting saying the phrases or thinking that you're not meaning them. It doesn't matter. We just keep saying them. May I be safe, protected from harm. May I be happy in every aspect of my life. May I be healthy in body and mind. May my life be easeful, filled with ease. If it's challenging for you to send metta to yourself, perhaps just some aspect of yourself, some place you can connect in with the goodness or the kindness or perhaps at some place, some aspect of yourself where you know you need the metta. For some people, it's actually sensing into themselves at a certain age, perhaps as a young child, where you really had that sense of joy and, and connection, can touch into that. Or perhaps it's as a young child and there was wounds and suffering and the child needed metta and didn't have it. Have that sense of safety and love. Can you send that young child this sense of metta and kindness? So imagining this child, whatever age, and wishing them well, caring for them. being open to whatever it is that comes up for you as you practice. Sense of kindness or acceptance. Perhaps there's sadness or grief. Perhaps there's some fear or anger. It's all the field of metta. It's all okay. There's a powerful practice I was taught in sending metta to self, which is just to repeat this one phrase. May I love and accept myself just as I am, right now, not needing to be different, better, improved. May I love and accept myself just as I am. So can say the traditional four phrases, or perhaps just that one phrase, as you sit with a sense of presence, resting your attention in the center of the chest, and perhaps saying the phrases in, in conjunction with the breath. You can sometimes be silent on the in-breath, just receiving, and then the well-wishing, the phrase on the out-breath, releasing it, sending it. Receiving, sending. Breathing, feeling.
If you wish, you can stay with metta for yourself, if that feels healing, connecting for you. Or you can include, bring in now, whoever's easy for you, in the category of the benefactor or friend, wherever the heart most easily opens. We're not making projects here, but just trying to get a sense of this quality of metta, of friendliness. So if you're including someone else, taking a moment to connect with them, a visual image of them, a felt sense, perhaps the sound of their voice. Get in touch with what it is you like about them, their good qualities. Often as we bring in this other person, it's natural that memories, connections with them arise. See if you can use those to help you cultivate the feeling rather than get lost in the story. Just this sense of this person, the essence of them. But if you can get a visual image, that can be really helpful. Imagine them smiling at you. Perhaps their eyes twinkle a little very familiar sense of that being. Imagine them in a place where you know they're happy or comfortable, creative, alive. You really feel into their experience. And from that sense of appreciation, of connection, can begin to wish them well. May you be safe from inner and outer harm. May you be happy and live with joy. May you be healthy and strong. May your life unfold easily. Again, perhaps using the breath to connect with the phrases so you're not rushing through them. And also connecting in with the meaning of the key word in each phrase. So it kind of resonates a little. Safe, happy, healthy, ease. Not just saying the words in a rote way, but slowly enough that you can feel into them, connect with them, have them have meaning for you.
Again, you may choose to stay with metta for this dear one or yourself. But if you wish to expand, can now include this person you've chosen as your neutral person. And could be someone here at the retreat that you don't know, someone from your life back home. Just taking a moment to bring this person into your heart and mind. Again, if you can have a visual sense of them, perhaps where you usually see them, some sense of location. Maybe you know their name, maybe not. But what you can know about this person is that they've had a lifetime of joys and sorrows, hopes and fears and dreams, challenges and losses, just like you. And like you, they also wish to be happy, want to be safe and protected. So we tune into this universal aspect, even though we don't know anything about this person. We can know this to be true. They want to be happy, they don't want to suffer. They have a a life with relationships and challenges, things that go well for them, things that are difficult. So tuning into that as you also wish them well. May you be safe and free from danger. May you be happy and contented. May you be healthy in body and mind. May your life unfold smoothly with ease. And not expecting any big emotion or feeling, but just the simple wishing well, sort of a sense of benevolence, kindly interest to this person, the neutral person.
So I'll stay for a few minutes if you have any questions about the metta practice, especially including it in your practice here. If you wish to go out and do walking, you're welcome to leave. You don't need Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.